Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Well, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to this edition of Red Sea Roundup. I am your host today, Pam Marvin. It is August the 16th, 17th, 16th. 17th. 17th. I'm off a day. It is the first day of school here in the College Station area. It's been starting all over and everywhere. And after um, the break, we'll be talking to some ablaze ministers about youth formation and parents' roles in that. So stay tuned for after the break, too. So good morning. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I thought... Parents are just supposed to dump their kids off a of youth ministry, and that's it. <laughs> right. Well, we'll be talking about that. We're supposed you know. to do something, too? I, you, and I, Dennis, I have to tell you, I, my husband actually suggested this because we still, we have five kids. It's just our last baby at home. And you know what? <laughs> we need formation. We need to our, talk to you these and experts. I are in the same boat. The baby I just know. started the first the last first day Both of, us, of school yeah. today. Our seniors. Oh, no. She was so embarrassed. I can't. I, you know what's so embarrassed about parents yelling out the window, screaming, <laughs> I love you, honking? No. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I was never embarrassed. Mine was very, she was, I, I, she wasn't <laughs> excited, but she was. It was really good to see that, too. So we're going to talk about. Um, formation. I mean, parents, youth, all the above, family. But before we do that, I have a very special guest with me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, my beautiful listeners, I have with me Gloria Maria Tabla. How do you say your last name? Tabler. Tabler. Oh, I was going to say it with a Spanish flair. Tabler. Easier than you <laughs> thought. Yes. Now, Gloria Marie, I just want to give a little history of my relationship with her. She hasn't been in the Bryan College Station area terribly long, have you? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. That's a newbie in my 35-year one, you know. So uh, we met at Mass. It was beautiful. A mutual friend of ours, Nisa, Nisa, so many people will know, introduced us. And it was just love at first hug. <laughs> and um, just the love of the Lord exudes from her. And she has really blessed me with her countenance and her joy and just all that she is. But she's here today because she's taking on a very special role. So we all ask everyone, the Blessed Mother, and your prayers for her because she is leading a 40 Days for Life campaign, correct? Amen. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Well, this is the first post-Row 40 Days for Life Vigil Campaign 2022 from Aggieland. <gasps> whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> so wow. this is so, so important um, that the 40 Days for Life continues not only to prayer abortion out of our nation, out of the world, but continue to facilitate the information of the uh, organizations that are here to right. help mothers and fathers with their pregnancies. Well, I want to interject here for some of our listeners in the Waco and Palestine area that may not know, uh, we here in the Brazos Valley are home to what? Abby Johnson's conversion and that was coalition for the last 
for, to begin with. And 40 Days for Life actually began right here in the Brazos Valley. It's one of our little Catholic claims to fame. And we love our Sean Carney and David B. Wright and Mary Lisa Carney and all those and everyone who's done anything and Bobby Reynoso and his family. And um, I, I will name drop Anya Fitzgerald <laughs> okay. over in, uh, in Central Texas. Anya Please. Fitzgerald's been on the station before and she's amazing uh, leader of 40 Days for Life there as well. Well, so. and Gloria Maria is our new local one for this campaign. And, and so that's why uh, she and I were having a little conversation after mass one day. And I said, you should come on in the part of the show and tell everybody about it. And let's get it all excited. So go ahead. and as, as you start, I'm going to say also, I think we should have John Pichotta and or Anya Fitzgerald on at some point here in the near future before their 40 Days for Life starts as well. So I'm very excited to hear about what's going on locally. Okay, so Gloria. Robin Waters, if you're listening, please help oh, yeah. us out. <laughs> Deacon Robin will help yeah, us. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead, Gloria. I'm sorry. Gloria Maria. I'm Catholic. <laughs> the kickoff prayer and celebration begins at our headquarters of 40 Days for Life in Bryan on Saturday, September 17th at 10 a.m. in the morning. But the vigil, oh, the vigil, please come and join us. And in prayer and fasting to end the atrocity that is abortion in this post-world world from September 28th through November 6th from 10 a.m. in the morning to 9 p.m. in front of Lane's Chicken Fingers, Torchy's Tacos, and Raising Cane Chicken Fingers restaurants on the sidewalk facing Texas Avenue, 108 Walton Drive, College Station, Texas. You are invited to enjoy all the Christians, all Christian Catholics, all men and women all around the world for this post-grow world 40 Days for Life Vigil Campaign 2022. 40 days of prayer and fasting to end the atrocity of abortion. Please help us spread the word about this important community outreach if you'd like more information, especially if you'd like to come out and volunteer, please sign up at the 40daysforlife.com college station or contact me at gmjthorns.com. And that's H-O-R-N-S. Thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. So let me, I want to get some more information. Now, Now, this is the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm like, okay. So a lot of us are like, but we've had such a huge victory with the overturn. Amen. Yes. Thanks be to God. So when the you're battle. talking about this campaign, I hear a lot of celebration yes. for the overturning. Yes. And I hear a lot of the desire to continue to pour grace on our entire country because that's really a lot about what it's about. Texas is, uh, I don't know, leading the way. Well, it's tech, it's our nation and the world because yeah, uh, unfortunately this atrocity still exists. And I had a friend of mine who's a priest tell me, what, really, the vigil? But I thought Roe versus Wade. I said, no, no, that's the battle. The yeah. battle's been won, but the war is still, still raging. raging. Yes. Yes. Okay, so so it's going to be on the sidewalk. Is it going to be continuous 24 hours? No. No, from okay. 10 a.m. in the morning through 9 p.m. in the evening. Each day? Each day. Wow. But I know I'm preaching to the choir for all those that are praying. We don't only pray during the vigil. We call out all prayer warriors during this vigil time yes, to pray yes. more from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. But we are seven days a week, aren't we, my sister? 365. Mm. We do yes, not stop. Yes. Our prayers are 
heard our our Lord hears us constantly. We do not stop. We are on our hands and knees. That's how we know how to fight as Christian Catholics. We know how to fight best. How do we fight? On our knees with our greatest Mm. weapon. What is our greatest weapon? The The rosary. rosary. Amen. Along those lines, I want to say when I was a young mother and I could not get out to do that kind of stuff with all my children running around. And what I did very sincerely, though, is I would steal away. I would even like get someone to watch the kids and just really dedicate my rosary that day to uniting in prayer with all the 40 Days for Life warriors. Yes. And this was like, you know, I think this was like when the abortion clinic was still there because that was so painful to me to think in my community there was an abortion mill and it was so painful that all, but all I knew to do was to pray and have more children. <laughs> and so I did the best, Lord. I wish I could have given you more, but here we are. So they can come out and you can sign up. So you have a certain number of people. What about signage? Are people going to be able to bring signs? Absolutely. We have signs there to give you, but you don't, you can sign up. And that way it gives us an idea of when we can, how many people are there, but you can, up, you know, Two, where two or more are gathered, mm, where two or three are gathered, I am in the midst as our Lord. So, no, please, you see two people there, come and join. Make it five, make it ten. We want as many prayer warriors in our community to come, come out and pray. This is not uh, a one or two person. This is all calling all prayer warriors to come out and pray for the end of this atrocity that is abortion in our nation, in the world. We're going to pray this out of our hearts of men, of women, that it does not exist, only the glory of God, of life. And I love that you have chosen such a visible place in Aggieland, right there along Texas Avenue, across from the university, to be so visible, to witness to our deep, deep love of the Lord and for life. Yes. So I also want to throw in there, Like when I have a lot of secular conversations or with my secular family members, one of the things that I can help, I don't know if it's help, but even with people who struggle with just the life issue and current events and things like that, I always like to say, look, the devil loves death and the Lord loves life. Amen. If something will lead to death, that is not of God. If it leads to life, it is of the Lord. Real simple. Our eternity really does try and keep it simple for us. Amen. Our eternity, the eternal life. That's what we're geared for. Everything we do here is geared for our eternity. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you're listening and you would like to, and you're the Bryan College Stationery, but I'm sure in the future um, weeks we'll be talking about it in the Waco and perhaps yep. the Palestine area as well. If we, if there's something going on up there, contact us if you're listening right now. Please do. And you'd like to be on the air just like Gloria Maria is today. We would love to get your input. We want to get more voices from that Palestine area, don't we, Dennis? More Certainly voices. Would. Okay. Certainly. I'm going to work on that. As, mark my words, okay? All right. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and you're doing this. Thank you for your exuberance, your love of the Lord. It just is all over you, and I feel blessed to be just in the presence of your countenance, Gloria Maria. Thank you, my beautiful sister. Oh, can, we, thank you, are, thank you. Can we say one more time when the vigil is and uh, the website so they can be involved? The kickoff begins on September 17th. It's a Saturday at 10 a.m. in the morning, and the vigil is September 28th through November 6th from 10 a.m. in the morning through 9 p.m. in the evening. 
in front of Lane's Chicken Fingers, Torchy's Tacos, and Raising Cane Chicken Finger Restaurants on the sidewalk facing Texas Avenue. And if you want to sign up to come and be a kind of the sidewalk witness, you go to 40 Days for Life forward slash backslash, I'm not sure, College Station? Yes. Okay. Aggie Lad. Whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for coming on and sharing that with us today. You're welcome to stick around for this portion of the, the show because I think we have some more things to talk about. Sure. We, we'd love to talk more. Thank you, Gloria, very much for being a part of this today. I, I 40 Days is very near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, very much. My because, pleasure. Thank you. God yeah. bless you. Uh, we're, we're excited because we're right at the very uh, end of the first registration uh, for league play for Victory Sports. So those of you in Central Texas and East Texas that keep hearing about it and waiting for it to come to your area, just hang on a little bit longer. Those of you here in the Brazos Valley, now is the time to sign up for Victory Sports League play. We've got Friday night practices and Saturday uh, games for volleyball for girls, flag football for boys. Registrations are coming in hot and quick, so uh, go to victoryyouthsports.org. And it's not just sports, Pam, is it? It's about Education. Oh, my goodness. Now, this about- is so near and dear to my heart. I mean, th- the opportunity that sports has to teach virtue and to right. really breathe in, breathe in our Catholic faith in those moments. And the, the learning moments are just like a microcosm of real life. That's why I'm so passionate about that you guys mm-hmm. are doing this. Just it's, yeah. wish I had little ones to participate Me still. too. Yeah. Me too. It's a, it's a faith-based sports league that's going to teach people all about our beautiful Catholic faith through Amen. the beautiful uh, aspect of sports, winning, losing, hard times, good times, you know, you name it, it it's a great parallel. And we're going to have education about our faith all throughout. If you weren't able to get into one of the other four, uh, the other local space, faith-based, it's hard to say, faith-based <laughs> sports leagues, um, ours is still open in the registration at victoryyouthsports.org. Uh, sign up quick, folks, because it's right around the corner. We're very excited. And it's a great price for a, a long, full season. That's amazing. I'm yeah. so thankful for it, Dennis. First through sixth grade is what we're looking at for the ages for boys and girls. Okay. So specifically for all of the sports? For volleyball and for flag football now. Right now for and the And then fall we'll sports, start okay. with basketball and then followed by soccer. For the spring sports. Yep. Look at that. But now, sign up now, victoryyouthsports.org. All right. Well, as I said in the beginning of the show, after the break, we're going to bring on some um, youth ministers to just discuss like formation of parents and families and youth and what's going on, Bryan College Station in Waco. And hopefully we'll hear from somebody in Palestine too at some point during this time. So stay tuned, my brothers and sisters, until after the break. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to this second half of Red Sea Roundup. I'm the host today, Pam Marvin. 
And I have to say, this episode has really born of my personal desire to learn more about what we can do, first of all, as parents of youth, right? The formation for us, for our kids, what we do at home, and then go into like the more hands-on things of what you guys do here in the locally in the Bryan College Station, but also in the Waco area. So I have with me some very outstanding Ablaze ministers, which I am just overjoyed with. Brian has become like a, just a godchild to me. I love him so much. So Brian Baudois and Bryce, Bryce, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, your last name. Uh, Kennison. Well, Bryce Kennison, welcome to this little edition of Red Sea Roundup. Really hoping to educate our parents today and you just about all that y'all do and what you have available. Absolutely. With that, um, why don't you tell me like what your role is with the Blaze um, and then Bryce, you do the same and what what your job title is. Awesome. So I am the local mission coordinator here for Bryan College Station. So what that means is is my job to really mentor and support the missionaries that are going in to evangelize these parishes, right? Because a lot of youth ministers, when you are a youth minister, you're kind of on your own. Parishes are like, wow, we found a young, scrappy 23-year-old who's going to make all of our kids Catholic with a wave of magic wand. And a lot of youth ministers go into parishes and they don't really know how to navigate parish politics, how to communicate with parents, how to um, even have a fulfilling spiritual life while you're giving to other people. So as a local mission coordinator, my role is really just to um, see these missionaries succeed, pour into them, mentor them and train them, and then develop strategic relationships with pastors and parishes in the area. That's so cool. Yeah, and so I do, uh, like, specifically the middle school youth ministry at St. Anthony's there. And so, yeah, that's super exciting. We're going to have our kickoff on September 11th. Um, And so, yeah, like, kind of off going off uh, what Brian was saying is that, yeah, we have people that also pour into us as ministers that um, I'm not alone by myself. I even have a ministry partner, uh, and she does all the high school at St. Anthony's, and so we can bounce stuff off each other. I can bounce stuff off Brian, and that's great. Um, and then another big part of our role is to really uh, just to gain volunteers and to also pour into them, right? Yes. So uh, yes. I have Brian and I have a, a mentor as well that they're always checking in on my spiritual life and how I'm doing spiritually, and then I can kind of go out and do that with my volunteers, you know, take them out for coffee and just ask them how they're doing so that um, not only is it not just me, but like we want – We've been talking a lot about multiplying the mission. We want to go out there and and call parishioners into our youth ministry so that we can help them fulfill their baptismal yes. call to be missionaries as well. Right. So what this is reminding me of, too, is like, if you think about this, we're being broadcast in Waco and Palestine and Bryan College Station. So many people don't even really know about Ablaze and the model that was developed by its founders I guess it was Matt Rice and Alyssa, too, were yep. part of the founders of Ablaze Ministries. So if I would love for y'all to kind of tell all our listeners this model, because it's not like real common, and it's a beautiful model. So can you tell us more about the Ablaze Ministries model? Absolutely. Yeah, and we just had our 11th birthday uh, this past weekend. Yes. And so we were founded right here in Bryan College Station. And Ablaze, we were really founded to rethink youth ministry, you know, because as I said earlier, a lot of youth ministers, they're on their own. You know, and the parishes don't really know what to do with them, you know, um, because a lot of people didn't grow up with youth ministry. It's still pretty young in the Catholic Church. It's only been about 20, 30 years that a lot of parishes have a really, like, dedicated youth ministry. So for Blaze, um, Matt, when he founded it, uh, Matt Rice, just realized that 
you know, he went to get theology. He came back three years later and nobody in town was still in youth ministry. All these ministers had burned out. Uh, and there's really no one there really caring for the youth. So for Blaze, the question came up, okay, how do we, how do we be on mission youth and, but how do we do it better? You know, how do we love and transport these youth ministers so they can go out and transform these parishes? So the model is we'll set up a mission base. Right now we have one in Bryan College one in Waco and any parish within an hour, they can sign a contract and we'll send them a certain amount of missionaries depending on how many they want. Um, each missionary has a little home base in the office where we have training, prayer. We really pour into them. Um, but their mission field is their parishes. Yes. So if you're a parish and you sign for Blaze, you'll have a missionary who's your high school minister, or your middle school missionary, uh, but they're going to be supported you know, at that home base to go out uh, into the parishes. And for us, it helps the parishes because we do the hiring, we do the firing, we do all the HR. Um, right. So we're not too much firing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I'm just kidding. Like we take, but we take, we, we take care of all of that. So these mission, these parishes can just receive missionaries who are well-trained, who are on fire and who aren't doing this alone. So the one word I haven't heard you say that is included in this, you're saying it differently is formation. So I'm a yeah. huge, huge formation person because, yeah. you know, when I reflect on my, my spiritual journey, whenever I start to feel more in, in desolation, I look at my formation. Like, what yeah. am I doing to form myself? What, you know, that's, that's on me. And it usually is lacking in some way. Yeah, it's it's actually funny you mentioned that we literally have formation once a week um, with yeah different people at Ablaze. We um, we have like different websites and like things we use to just yeah learn new things, but then also just be formed in uh, the spiritual life and this and that. And over the summer when we're not doing as much hands-on ministry, we actually have formation twice a week. And so yeah, like we do have that really formal formation. Um, and then it's great because like we have, we have the Brian local office where it's me, Maggie, my mission partner, the two uh, missionaries over at St. Joseph's, Brian, sometimes Matt and Alyssa are there. And then we have, um, our missionaries over in Waco. And so it's great is when St. Anthony's, which is a smaller parish, you know, when they have their confirmation retreat, it'd be really, really difficult for them to put on something with any sort of large scale, you know. And so a lot of smaller parishes I've seen that their confirmation retreat is uh, their kids just kind of come to the church for a day or two and they just kind of spend some time there, uh, which which is still great. But the that's one thing that I really like about Ablaze is then St. Anthony's confirmation retreat is the confirmation retreat that Ablaze is going to be having, you know. So we plan and it's not just me planning it it's me and then all of our other you know middle school youth ministers were all planning this retreat and then usually we'll go out to messiah's ranch which is like a like a camp yes and and then uh so these kids that maybe are going to a youth ministry uh like a youth night of like 15 20 kids are now going to a retreat with 80 kids and they get to just meet a lot of you know catholic youth and it's just a more grand event they actually get to go out because we have more kids coming and so that's like another thing about a blaze that it's it's the entirety of all of our youth that end up going on retreats and so they get to be this you know a, a better production value if you want yeah, to put well, it that way well it's also the community yeah. building more community in the Brian Station area but i guess also in the Waco area too is it just one parish in Waco so far yes there's one parish in Waco but we also have uh campus ministers at the Catholic school yes. so it's the Catholic school the parish and then that parish has a mission parish or two uh so that's so bishop Riker in St. Louis is like the home bases but they have a few other parishes that come by mm-hmm. and we'll invite parishes uh who aren't part of Blaze if they need help with their youth 
which is really cool because it's one of the few places where parishes really kind of cross those lines and are doing this together. And for the missionaries, we really form each other. We work on these retreat teams and we get to use each other's gifts and talents, get to stretch each other in a way that when I was on my own as youth minister in parish, it was kind of the Brian show. And that wasn't good because (laughs) I'm okay, but I don't have all the amazing skills that the other missionaries have. And, you know, that formation, I mean, I'll be honest, there was two or three years I was minishing some pretty deep desolation, but no one knew it because I was Brian, the really excited, really talented youth minister. And even at desolation, I knew what to say, right? you know, so I knew what to say. So to everyone in the parish, it seems like I was a vibrant, young Catholic who was thriving, but I was just kind of white knuckling it. I was going off a of talent, but I was in some deep desolation for two or three years as a, on my own as youth minister. Uh, and that's been um, probably one of the biggest blessings is that when I'm not okay, like people know. Right. I have somebody who can pull the so fire you have alarm. that support. Yeah. Every missionary has yeah. to have a spiritual director, mentor, supervisor, every no one goes into ministry alone. Well, you know, this is such a great segue to that's how I'm feeling as a parent. Yeah. You know, with high schoolers who mm. are so when I say dynamic, I mean ever changing. Like it's ever changing. Um, their freshman year is different than their sophomore and then different than their junior. As as a human they're forming mm-hmm. and their personalities are not necessarily changing, but they're forming. And so you sometimes don't know what you're going to get each day. And even though I feel like I gave a really solid base, when they get to that age of really wanting to to kind of, I won't say reject what mom and dad have said, but they question it, which is, I think, a healthy thing. It's yeah, part yeah, of sure. the way they're they're made. So I want to like speak to parents right now, like, when they're in the home, why send them to youth ministry? What is a kind of a really great thing other than mass on Sundays that we can be doing to instill the love of the Lord uh, in our children? I mean, what is it that we can do without, you know, this is such a delicate balance. We don't want to shove it down their throat, yeah. but we want, don't want to be so gentle that they, they miss the point either. So Brian, what do you think? Yep. Well, if I had, a 30 second perfect answer. I would have written a book about it a few years ago, but I like, right. and, but I did, but if, I've learned a few things. I think, you know, the first thing is that every youth needs a team. You know, there are so many parents who they put such unfair burden on themselves of the entirety of their child's faith life. And yes, the parents are the primary catechist, but they're not the only, you know, every parent you have gifts, but there are some parts of your child, like you said, that they kind of need to hear from someone else. Even if so it's the same thing you said, you know, they need right. to know that um, they're on a team. Most most recent studies have come out about people who stay in their faith across all denominations. The most constant factor is that people who stay in their faith had at least five people throughout their faith journey wow. who were investing in them. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. So I wish Dennis had a microphone at this point to see if that's held true to him. Five people. His family's amazing. His kids just so rock solid. I'm like, how did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. with that being said, um, yes. Do you make your kids go to youth ministry? Yes or no? Personality. No, it's a good question. Like, it is a good you know, question. Yeah. So you make your kids go, like whether it's a formal Wednesday or Sunday night youth group, whether it's a Bible study, whether it's a camp or retreat, the Pines. I do think you make your kids go. I've had a lot of parents who say, oh, I don't want, like, 
make my we kids don't want to shove it. it down their throats, yeah, right? Because I, I have friends and family members. It's like the reason I'm not Catholic anymore because it was shoved down my throat, mm. and that scared the tar out of me. I'm like, yeah, yeah but like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but if you trust where they're going, um, just know that there's a lot of youth who they'll put up that wall. Oh, I don't really want to go. I don't want to be there. And even at the retreats, like Friday night, always awkward, <laughs> you know, because like there is it okay that I'm into this? Yeah. But I mean. Usually by Saturday night, once they've broken that wall, like I always tell parents, I know it feels like forcing them, just send them, you know, hey, if it doesn't work out, like, you know, you did your best, but just send right, them. Right, right. Uh, don't, don't be afraid by that initial wall because mm-hmm. um, there's some youth who actually kind of need, they want someone to push them. Mm, um, so don't be, so true. So don't give up at that first resistance because um, sometimes, I mean, sometimes even we know youth ministry, some of our youth are just testing us. Yeah. You know, even some of the youth who feel like they, on the outside, feel like they don't want to be there the most. Like they're putting up a wall because they don't know how to receive. They don't know to them. They don't know if it's okay to say they're into this. So just that's my advice. Just um, don't give up at that first resistance. Yeah. So that's interesting that you're saying it that way because um, I generally don't like make, but this is this has worked for me. So this is just yeah. me, my personality, my child's personality. It's like, honey. I really want you to go to this retreat. It would mean a lot to me for you to participate. I really want you to go. And she's been like, okay, mom, if this is that important to you, she'll go. And she didn't really want to, but she did because it was important to me. And then she came home and said she had an amazing time with Jesus. So, Mm. you know, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. But that's like a retreat. Retreats are a little easier to talk into than the the weekly stuff because the kids, I mean, my daughter's going to be a senior in high school. She's going to hopefully have a job soon. (laughs) She'll be working. She has lots of extracurricular activities. And her, when I I actually spoke to her about it this morning, because I was like, I'm going to sign you up. And I want you to go. And she's like, oh, mom, yeah, just, I just don't have time. You know, yeah, I don't have yeah. time. I'm busy in my schedule. Right. I'm like, but this is important to me. So I think she's really going to make an effort. But you see where I'm coming from? And like, as yeah. a senior, I start to feel like these older teenagers, I'm just like, I mean, I know I've given her just about everything I can give her. Yeah. And then I'm like, what else do I do? Yeah. And you, yeah, it just gets really tough, too, because, you know, I mean, I, I just remember from the time that I was in high school, I feel like this is a a newer thing and a more recent thing, but there is a real uh, sense of just really just busy. Like high schoolers yeah. are just so, so busy because they, you know, they want to, obviously they want to get good grades and, you know, a lot of them are in AP classes, you know, those take up a lot of time and, you know, they want to be in certain groups because they look good on, you know, resumes and college applications and, and all that. And, you know, that kind of continues in, in a larger way into our culture that there is a real temptation to just be busy all the time. And then you have this sense of like, well, I'm so busy. I don't have time for blank. Um, and we, we've isn't talked. That, isn't that what Wormwood says too? Yeah. 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 And the screw tape letters. Screw tape letters. Yeah, right. yeah. How do you get them to see that? It's not just one more right. thing, but this is actually a break. The thing. This is, well, also this is a break from all the things. Yeah. Like this is a refuge from all the thing, you know, uh, because if the youth, if they see one more thing, like how they file it is going to determine how they walk in that room. But they see it. Hey man, I got, this protected time where I can just be with friends and be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole like a different perspective, you know, cause they're a teenager default is going to be to put up resistance. Their default is going to be, mm. you know, to put, especially if a parent says it. Um, Do so, you hear that folks? I just want to reiterate that for my parents that are listening because I needed that reminder too. Thank you, yeah. Ryan, for that. Cause you know, these guys are work with teens. They know a lot about the psychology of them and 
to hear that they are resistant mostly. Oh, yeah. That's just like uh, so good to hear. Yeah. And it's not just because. It's not their personality. It could be, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many middle schoolers or high schoolers where you would think, oh, yeah, like the young college missionary who's going to come in, they're going to bomb with them right away. It doesn't always work like that. You know, sometimes it takes months, months, even for the quote unquote cool youth minister uh, to break through, you know, um, but persistence is so mm-hmm. key, you know, mm-hmm. um, that it, it takes so long just to build a threshold of trust. And so I just want parents to know um, you're not the only one who they don't think is cool. <laughs> like <laughs> happens to us all the time. I, pr- I promise you. Yeah. Um, but you, it's that persistence. Yeah. And just kind of what you're seeing about like building up the, uh, the trust there in what you're kind of saying about like, well, should I send my kids to youth group, especially when they might be, you know, resistant or not particularly receptive. There's also that idea of like, you know, well, let's bring them to youth group. And, you know, maybe that's whereas, you know, youth ministers, we need to not be, you know, shoving it down their throats kind of as you were saying, and just, yeah, like journey with them and just be with them and gain that trust and then just be receptive to their hearts and just to be, be able to speak into it. And really, if if someone's not receptive, it's really hard to try and ask them to go deeper into the spiritual yeah. life because that's something that you kind of have to be receptive to. And so that's why at Blaze we have a group called the Young Apostles, which is literally for that. It's a high school group where they go deeper, they have extra nights, and we pour into them in a deeper, more spiritual way. And then they also end up being leadership teams on like middle school retreats. So they enter into both uh, more of a, the interior life, but then also into the service life of the church by serving and leading at retreats. Yeah, because if you're a kid and you become the youth group from sixth grade to twelfth grade, it's kind of the same thing for eight or nine years, and it's difficult because you can't make it that much different every year. But I do feel for those kids who they've been coming for four or five years and it's pretty much the same schedule. And so, if you're a parent of a teen who is getting older, you really have to ask yourself, okay. How can they serve now? How can they feel like they have leadership and what can be different? Um, I think, and also just going back to your thing about um, kids resisting, parents, a practical tip is who else is inviting them? Because if it's just you, yeah. you know, um, so maybe you contact your priest or youth minister and see if someone else can invite them. Is there another parent you can kind of, I don't want to say scheme with, <laughs> but scheme with? I mean, really on retreats, I'll tell, I'll tell parents, I need you to find the two or three other moms who talk to all the other moms the most get them to all start talking about the retreat uh, because for yeah. a teen, they have to see that they're not the only one who's interested uh, because every retreat you've ever gone on, every youth group sign up, who else is going? Yeah, so important. Yeah, they have to know that it's safe mm-hmm. uh, because as teenagers are so insecure. Uh, so anything as a parent you can do where it's not just you can provide that safety, they know, okay, someone else is going, you know someone there. Um, if you tell youth minister, Hey, can you give us a surprise phone call? <laughs> or, oh no, I actually yeah. call yeah. up one of the mom, the best friend's mom. Hey, yeah, my child's going to this. We should get the girls together to go to it. And, some, and sometimes yeah. it's a yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a no, but yeah. And you might have to go as well. You know, our kids know what our priorities are, not what we say they are, but where, where you spend your time, your money and where sure. you give your heart, that's your priorities. And so mm-hmm. a kid knows, Hey, um, what are the things we changed our family schedule for? You know, what was the first thing we always cut whenever things got too busy? You know, because, I mean, honestly, you know, my little sister, I mean, she was going to church when she was 12. She started dancing, would dance four or five times a week. My stepmom would be making costumes and everything was about dance. And so my little sister is a very clear image from teenage years of what was most important in our family, which is hard to say, but it's true, you yes. know. Um, oh, and, I know. I walked down that road <laughs> yeah, very well. Mm-hmm. And then one day we this light bulb went off and... 
Yeah, and like and I, I know it's hard extracurriculars because try and like balance it. Yeah, because everyone needs help with concession stands and that was demand. But like as a parent, just really understand your presence and just volunteering at church or volunteering with youth ministry, even if it's just doing shopping or right. uh, just showing. You have to show your kids um, that's important, or else they're not going to take you seriously. So. Just to piggyback on that, like what I I would say, I I haven't said this in a long time because my kids aren't small anymore. Most of them are grown and gone. Um, But I remember whenever I was questioned about like, what is the best thing as a parent that you can do to help in the formation and love of the Lord? Because come on, there's formation part, learning your theology, but then there's the relationship part too, which my brothers and sisters, that's a real thing. And I want to Guess I'm getting, jumping way ahead, but I want to say really thank you a lot to you, Brian, to Matt, Rice, and because my kids have been with the place yeah. since the beginning. And I have to say that I have one of my daughters that has such a deep love of the Lord because y'all taught relationship yeah, um, in the Catholic school, in a blaze. And she is, and I am both very indebted to all the love poured in. You know, we're talking about the Josh Calhouns, Loretta Keeler, you know, we're we're going back to those. So I want to say thank you for that. But um, back to my main point is what I would tell parents was if you want your child to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all their mind, soul, and strength, Mm -hmm. you must first walk that path. And you have to be open about it. You have to be verbal about it. You have to be able to say, be uncomfortable sometimes, like uh, on the way to mass, I'm so excited for mass. I get to go be with my Lord. I get to go see the King of the universe, you know, things like that where, and be very like excited because it's real. Uh, Show your love. Do they see you praying? Are you praying Mm -hmm. together with them? Another thing I learned at one of the retreats in the past, it was Jim Beckman. Jim Beckman. Yeah, this has been, so it's taking you for They call him the Yoda of youth ministry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's an actual thing. He has a lot of Yoda dolls. He didn't pick the nickname. Someone gave it to him. So if he goes office in Oklahoma City, people just keep sending him little Yoda dolls. He's with the Gunston Institute, right? In Oklahoma? Uh, Yeah. Well, no, he was the Gunston Institute. Now he's the, he's with Oklahoma City. And now I th- he might be going back to Gus, and I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, but let me is, say yes, what yes. I learned. What Yoda. I learned from Jim Beckman is that prayer with your kids can be messy mm-hmm. and it can be disjointed in whatever you have because even a prayer done poorly is a better prayer than no prayer at all, right? Yeah. yeah. And so after I heard that, because I was always waiting for that, okay, that good time, come, let's pray together. Yeah. You know, like the storybook, the Norman Rockwell kind of like, yeah. you yeah. want to wait for that. And, and, he said, no, anytime you can sit and pray with your kids. So we started like driving on the way to work. And there's been times where our prayer was actually interrupted, but then we get back to it. So it yeah. can be messy. Um, but when you have that devotion to say, give my day to the Lord, I give my child to the Lord, what's on her heart, praying for a test, praying for a friend, and, and you doing the same. Like your kids learn how to pray by hearing you pray. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah. No, hundred percent, and really, and I said you got to just push through the eye rolls, push through the head nods, you know, because one day they are going to look back and realize, no, prayer was important in our family. I learned how to pray, um, and sometimes they really just need you to like to be the example. Yeah, yeah, yeah to be the example mm. to push through. Um, you know, one story. I mean, I tell is um, very brief way. It's like you might. Um, I have an older sister who, um, yeah, there was stuff going on, and like there were times when she really needed my parents to like push her through to do things like go get counseling, go get help. And like one story she tells as an adult is that my parents would always say, Hey, what do you, do you want to do this? And as 13 year old, she said, no, I don't want to do this or I don't want to pray. I don't go to church, you know, 
But as an adult, she said like everything inside of her was screaming for like somebody help. to help. Mm-hmm. But as a 13 year old, of course she was going to say no. But as an adult, she's like, I really wish, you know, I just didn't know how to articulate it. But I wish my parents would have like maybe go to counseling or go to church or pray. I just like, of course I was going to, you know, say that. So I just can't emphasize it enough. I know it's really hard, but um, don't always ask the Lord like what's going on in the interior. You know, don't don't take your cues in the exterior, um, you know, because you don't know really good what to look back on. Okay. Yeah, I think just, yeah, like you were saying, like just looking at it through a more spiritual lens and looking at it with spiritual eyes. Uh, and yeah, just inviting your kids to enter into prayer, especially at a young age. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're just frustrated about something and just sitting there with them and praying with them, and then especially as a parent guiding them through prayer, you know, you know, kind of guiding them through it and, you know, okay, you know, close your eyes and, you know, you know, give this to the Lord and then ask them to sit there and ask if, you know, Jesus, did Jesus say anything to you right. or anything like that? Because those experiences can be really powerful, not only for you as a parent, but yeah, just for the, the youth uh, growing up. And um, I think that's, that's really a thing is like, they just need to have some experiences that they can look back on. And so if they're ever going through times of desolation, they can look back on those experiences and be like, okay, that's real. And that happened no matter how I'm feeling now. Yeah. And I think a dialogue is so important to avoid what you said about the faith being shoved down your throat. Hey, how was prayer? Like, actually, actually, question, mm. don't never ask that question. Never ask how was prayer? Because they can say good or bad, right? Just like, how was your day at school? <laughs> like, you have to ask, okay, did God move? Did you hear anything? Tell me about that. I think that dialogue, we were saying, especially yeah. from a young age, is how you avoid the whole, because you show them. I respect you. I respect mm-hmm. where you are in your journey. I want to hear about that. Um, that respect aspect is a huge right. piece of it. Yeah. And kids have such vivid imaginations. They really do. And so like, imagine a prayer should be a great thing, which is essentially like a deep yes. spiritual exercise. Bryce, that's so good a reminder. Thank you. Um, Imaginative. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah, especially with your younger kids, just say like, you know, imagine, yeah, imagine you're in, like, what, what's your favorite place to be? Like what's, if you could imagine yourself at any place Right now, what would it be? And then they're going to imagine it. And then you're like, okay, what if, you know, and then Jesus comes up and sits next to you and then look at Jesus and just guide them through that. But then, yeah, like, yeah, like they have vivid imaginations. And so use that in prayer to, you know, start creating a healthy Christian imagination. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, really believe in them, you know? I mean, I mean, they these kids are a lot more capable at young age than we yes, give credit you, for. But, but, I, but you have to, the one thing that I really is that really strong, huge pool of the culture, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that is so real. Like they're yeah. steeped in it all day long. And if they have the smartphones, even, yeah. even though we restrict or, you yeah. know, are really monitor and they're still being good kids, that's still, that is all just distraction away from the Lord. And yeah, it's real, it's a real struggle for parents today. Yeah. Well, but on that, we want to talk about, like, we'd love to form parents, right? Yes. So I want to start talking about all the amazing programs. This has really blossomed over the last 11 years. Yeah. Like, you, I see you guys la- um, adding layer and layer and layer. You know, yeah. first it's youth ministry, then it's the mentorship programs of youth ministers. And then you're starting to break out in family and then mm-hmm. family ministries, too. So, oh, what do you want to talk about first, Brian? It's all exciting. I know. It's so, it's so exciting. Um, well, I think from a practical level— uh, so Blaze Ministries is kind of the heading, but under Blaze Ministries, you have a Blaze Youth and then a Blaze Families. So Blaze Youth is where Bryce and I do our mission is to those youth. But we know that no matter how great we are on the timeline of kids' life for most of them, we are like a blip. 
like even four to eight years, we are a blip on their timeline for a lot of these youth, right? But their parents are there for the whole time. So no matter how great we're doing youth ministry, if we're not partnering with the parents, it's a huge miss, right? So part of it is how we train our missionaries uh, and how to interact with parents. We train them. We had a parent meeting at St. Joseph's on Sunday, get ready for the school year. Our missionaries had our parents praying over their youth, like out loud in a parent meeting. And we, we talked about logistics for 10 minutes, but a lot of the meeting was really inspiring these parents to a prayer life. And we had them pray over their youth and a lot of them maybe for the first time. Mm, so part beautiful. of what we do families is how we train our missionaries to empower parents. That's kind of the informal side of it. Uh, and just really making sure our parents under, or sorry, our missionaries understand you are not the kid's savior. Like you are one piece of puzzle. The team. Yeah. yeah you're but part of the team. your job isn't to rescue them from the parents. You know, your job is to partner with the parents mm-hmm. and um, really bring the parents into it. Really, um, they have to see the parents that fail. Now, the formal part of it is a Blaze family. So Blaze family is a separate ministry like under the same heading where the people who work in Blaze families are just ministering to Catholic parents because Catholic parenting is hard and they need help. Right. I just want to say that uh, I really benefit from them on social media. So there's yeah. Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook, Ablaze Families. Jennifer Stavano does such a great oh, job yeah. Oh, with yeah. that. She's a blessing. So if if you need some of that kind of support on social media, even though who wants to add more social media, but this is a good right? one yeah. to add and it's really helpful. So Yeah. So when you're scrolling to Instagram and you see junk, junk, hate, hate, you're, oh, you're going to have yeah. something good. Like you have the Blaze Families. Right. Um, they do. I mean, is it just the Blaze Families that also does the, the Sunday readings and it kind yeah. of breaks it down with questions and it's beautiful. Yeah. If you want to do like a Bible study with your family or let's say you've got kids and your parish might not have a cry room or even if they do, you were in the cry room and you didn't really get anything because your toddler was not cooperating that day um, and you got the Eucharist, but man, what a, what from the word stood out to you? You can go back and they have those Bible studies. You can break it down by yourself or with your families. Um, another big thing they have is an online parent community called The Village. So Village is a digital online forum for parents to really walk with each other. Yeah. You can ask questions. You can get feedback. Beautiful. Because as great as videos are, even this radio show, uh, we can talk to you on the radio, but you can't talk back. You know, so all I know it's something that we're talking at you, giving this advice, but you might be thinking, oh, but what about this particular situation with my youth? Because my youth is different. Well, that's why we have the village. Okay. So you know that you have an online forum where you can go, you can ask your questions, get resources, or even just commiserate. You know, right. sometimes the most helpful thing for a parent is to unload a problem about the youth and to hear another parent says, you know what? My kid does that too. And like, ah, oh, okay. I'm yes, not, it's not, not just me. Community like, folks, yes, we need yeah. community. Yeah. So speaking of community, yeah. aren't y'all going to be doing some type of marriage retreat too? Yes. And that's the online, is that part of the village? Or, yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, Tell so, us more. Yeah. So it's an offshoot of the village. And so it's called Marriage on Mission. And so it's an online digital marriage retreat that you can take at your own pace. So the registration opens up this Saturday, August 24th. And if you go to ablaze.us, it's ablaze.us. You'll see the Ablaze Families tab, right. and you'll be able to find that retreat. So it's called Marriage on Mission and really helping married couples discover what's our mission as a married couple? What has mm. God called us into? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we're dictated by our schedules and not dictated by our mission. Now, is this primarily for uh, families? What about newly married couples? Uh, oh, it's for both. Um, whether you're married or not, um, my wife and I did something very similar. We've only been married about a year and a half. Uh, but whether you are newly married and, okay, what's the path for our marriage? Or you married a long time, you know, we should need a refresher. We need to just be reminded and right. ask God, what is our mission now? Because the mission happens every season. Like my wife and I were newly married, but 
our mission is going to be different in five years and it's going to be different in 20 years. And every season of your life is going to have a little bit different mission. So that's what this is for. Um, once you log on, you do it at your own pace. So registration opens Saturday. But hey, if you need to take two or three weeks because you hit the pause button a bunch of times, you know, for those kids, if you need to spread it up um, among a few days or one weekend, you go at your own pace. Gotcha. So once you sign up on Saturday, you get access to all the material and then you get to decide uh, the pace. If you want to do it with some other couples, if you want to do it just you and your spouse, um, it's really kind of choose your own adventure. Okay. So if uh, someone's listening in the, the Waco or Bryan area and they want to sign their kids up to, to be a part of the Blaze Youth Ministries, is it usually, it is through the church, right? So just look at the church bulletin or how does that work? Yeah, mostly through the church bulletin. And so uh, if you're at um, St. Louis and Waco, Bishop Riker or St. or St. Joseph's, mostly parish website, we have links sent up. You can call the parish office. Um, those to be most ways through the parish. Yeah. And I mean, if Especially, uh, you know, getting signed up to the Paris is great, but also, you know, like, just come, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, look like, on the website, and, it, you know, and we're not going to turn you away because you're not a regular parish. Is to join? And, uh, uh, that's per parish. Some parishes per charge. parish, okay. Parish don't. Yeah. Uh, but we, we try to work with families. Um, of course. Yeah. We don't want ever to be a hindrance to doing it. It's just helpful, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, if, if you want it to be free, come to the Ablaze Ministries Benefit Dinner and contribute yeah, greatly. Yeah, they, How yeah, about yeah. that? That's that, coming that, up soon, too. Yeah, 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 next spring. And it's always, it's always a great time. And really, um, as far as getting a youth involved, sometimes it is just registering and showing up. But also, we love hearing from parents. Like, you can find our information on the Ablaze website. Contact a missionary and call us. Yeah. Like, invite us over to your home to have dinner because a lot of us are missionaries who need food <laughs> and, so, like, and so or grab a cup of coffee something like that but sometimes the best thing is just showing up with your kid but sometimes it's hey i want to talk to a missionary i want to you know what this missionary is about i want to know what the program my kid's a little nervous hey we're gonna be right. at the 10 o'clock mass can we talk to you after uh, it always starts with a personal connection. Yeah, for sure. I can see that where, uh, like me, I, I know you might find this hard to believe, but I have a little bit of social anxiety. So <laughs> showing up to big meetings, yeah. like the parent meeting, I was like, oh, that's a little overwhelming for me. Yeah. Uh, but more on the one-on-one basis, I think I I would thrive a lot better. Oh, yeah. And and for the, for the ministry, whether it's parents or youth, we always try to really focus everything on small groups as much as possible. Mm. So even with the parents, um, so the Blaze families, uh, village, everything they have online, they also have small groups um, for parents. So if you are a parent and you say, hey, this uh, village is great with all these people online or these marriages, awesome, but I need like three people, you know, who can really just walk with me uh, a little bit closer. Uh, we have small groups, uh, which you can sign up for on the Ablaze Fans websites. And then on our, on our youth ministry programs, we do, yeah, we do a lot of big events. Um, we do, um, for a lot of time, our kickoffs, we'll go to public parks and just say, invite all of your friends. Hey, if you have a friend who wouldn't feel comfortable coming to church, come to the ice skating rink, come to the park. We we do events in the community to kind of get kids in. But the goal is to really get them as close and close to a small group or one-on-one relationship as they possibly can. Because sure. right, not every kid's going to feel comfortable walking to a big room. Yeah. Um, so if you're a parent, you're like, ah, man, youth ministry, I'm not sure. I didn't grow up with this. My kid's not going to feel comfortable in a big room. Um, just send them, and we do as much as we possibly can to get down to that relationship level. Yeah, I mean, really hats off to you guys because just as a parent, I, I know you have such a wide spectrum of where kids are in their faith, like yeah. from yeah. coming from 
just nunner kind of families that yeah. are just curious about the Lord, have absolutely no formation to other kids that maybe has a beautiful, amazing formation and supportive families who need something deeper and more substantial. So that's why the model of, of having, you know, the apostle groups and just the regular um, youth ministry night and things like that, there's like, you're trying to cover all those bases, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And especially when it comes to that, like, well, we don't know exactly where everyone is and everyone is in a little bit of a different uh, spot. And also we're all, you know, called to love the Lord in our own unique way. And yeah. that's so beautiful. And so some, like one thing that we have is we have a beyond night um, mm-hmm. once a month where we invite, we invite, you know, all the youth and anyone who wants to come to the office and we have someone there usually who isn't, um, one of their ministers. So it's someone different and then they can send in questions and then, uh, someone then asks a question so they don't have to raise their hand to ask yeah. the question. Um, so it's a little, there's a little more yeah. anonymity there. Just and, open Q and A night. And yeah, it's just open Q and A night. Q and A night. And then they can just ask whatever questions they they want, and some of them are silly, and some of them are the hard questions that really uh, they they need to be answered for them to kind of just continue in their relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and and that's a really good spot, and we call it Beyond because yeah, sometimes we need to go a little bit beyond what we have on the Wednesday and Sunday nights because yeah. sometimes the Wednesday and Sunday nights we need to make sure you understand the basic: who is Jesus? Who is God? What does it mean that you are loved? Uh, but there's some youth who are like, that's awesome, but I need, but I've got friends at school who are some same-sex attraction. I don't know how to talk to them. Instead of saying, okay, well, that's on the curriculum in seven weeks. You know, we that's why we have opportunities. Yeah. Or for how beyond. about I, I, you know, I don't see a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They, they yeah. think yeah. that we invite them in a dialogue because you're right. There are some youth who zero faith formation. I mean, they come into youth group. They don't know the sign of the cross. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but there's some kids who come in. Hey, my family's been dynamic. They've been active. A beautiful, loving Catholic family. They come in. I mean, they come in knowing so so much having a relationship with god yeah and needing to be fed so yeah, yeah. almost correcting you during the talks you know they, they know For sure but, yeah and so and really that's where um really the programs on sunday nights that's just like that's the on-ramp that's just hey let's get in there um just build a relationship it's just like a place because we have to have a meeting time sometime yeah um but the goal is really understand where is this youth on jury discipleship and there's a youth who um they really have most calculated knowledge but they need someone to answer questions. They need friends, they need communities, someone to walk with them. Are they an opportunity to lead? Absolutely. Then we say, cool, hey, well, you can help us plan the middle school. Right. You give the talks. I have to say that my faith really took us. So I'm a convert and yeah. it really took off um, when I took on being a Eucharistic or extraordinary minister. Yeah. Mm. It really did because I felt a, a huge sense of responsibility to live more beautifully. And that is that is kind of what we're calling our kids to as well and putting them in leadership positions. Like I know they have that formation and they need to live out that formation by having that good place. Yeah. yeah. And for parents too, you know, and so much for parents you, as you know, well. And my one appeal of parents volunteering very quickly is that um, in every extracurricular your kid does, they're going to ask you for something, work concession and make dresses. But in youth ministry in parish, if you're a parent and you really want to get involved, you're going to grow. Yes, like for sure. seeing these youth in adoration and and teaching and being right. part of this, you will grow in your faith. So if you're a parent, like I don't know if I can, like find something, get involved, and by your yes, like God will multiply that, and you will grow by getting right. involved. Well, I have yeah. to kind of throw in here too, because can you believe we only have like a little over yeah. two minutes left in our interview? But uh, Blaze Ministries really taught me um, as a convert because about praise and worship. Oh yeah, like mm. it has its place in the Catholic yeah. Church. Like so yeah. many people, like uh, when I first got 
was around it, of course, you know, you're uncomfortable and everything. But then when you realize where it has its place and what I see, how it moves the youth to extraordinarily, especially in an adoration setting, is just just so beautiful. And you guys do that so well. Yeah. I'm really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So in this last few minutes, are there more programs or sign up or oh, my favorite high school retreats? What's coming up? High school, middle school retreats in the coming future. Yep. We have a uh, we have our middle school lock in coming up. It's on October fifteenth. Yeah, it's on October fifteenth. Uh, San Anthony's and Brian. Yeah. Okay, and that's local. So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. It's just yeah, it's one it, night lock in. Yep. So we have the first like first half is gonna be kind of a retreat. We're gonna have talks, and then we have midnight adoration. Midnight adoration is so always cool. very moving. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, lock in just a bunch of yeah. fun. Yeah. And then the high school retreat November twelfth, and so. Uh, middle school lock on November 12th? Uh, the weekend of November 12th. Okay. So November 12th to 14th, I think. And then, yeah, our youth ministers kick off on September 11th. Um, that's one of our, we call them reach nights. And we want to reach nights, we go into the community to do a night. Um, so we're about to announce soon uh, where the location will be. Uh, but September 11th, both middle school and high school will be somewhere public, like a park or something like that. Families are invited. That's uh, our big kind of all community uh, yeah. kickoff event to the year. On uh, September 11th, it would be 6 six thirty. Uh, so look out for more information there on our social medias um, or in your parish bulletins. But that's where you can bring the family, middle school, high school, um, and really learn about what we got coming up this upcoming year. Amazing. I can't thank you guys, Bryce and Brian and yeah. Matt, for coming in and kind of re-giving me some more. Yeah. <laughs> you, my, the formation today is really great. I really hope that there's some parents that will really be fed by this as well to just be inspired. They, you do need a team. You need other people in their lives, other mentors. And if you can, support Ablaze Ministries in your community. Um, they're doing some wonderful and beautiful work, and it is of the Holy Spirit. So uh, reach out to them if you need to at ablaze.us. Yep. Okay. Until next time, I pray you will go and love your neighbor. Man walking, shake off. Rumors and talking.